Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are back with uh, Beach and Company, and I'm Sandy Beach. I meant I meant to mention something earlier in the week, and uh, I'll do it now. I'd like to wish all the best to the Holford family who are closing their family business, the Holford Jewelers, after a 90, that's 90, 90-year run in Kenmore. And very successful. I always, uh, they're closing uh, within the next uh, couple of days. Uh, I always look forward to the remote I used to do at Christmas time at Holford uh, with Cinema Bob, and we'd be set up right there. And they would have a, a bowl full of uh, cubic zirconian, but one real diamond. I'm glad you could pronounce it now. Yeah. Yeah, I could never pronounce it when I was doing it. And uh, one real diamond in there, and you reach in. You take it out, and then they use a machine to tell you if that's the real diamond. And a friend of mine came in, uh, Richie Sargent, from the music days at KB, and we're talking back and forth. I said, uh, go check that out. He said, nah, no, nah, I'll never win. Look, there's a big bowl there. I said, do it. You know, he, he's, he wasn't uh, prohibited from doing it. It was fine. He reaches in and pulls it out, and he gets the diamond. <laughs> you remember that? Yes, I do. That was a great moment. And they were always very, very nice people to work for and very nice to their customers. Obviously, they, they wouldn't have gotten to 90 years of serving people if they weren't. So I'd like to wish them all whatever their next venture is, whether they're going into retirement or continue uh, working, doing uh, something else, or being with somebody else, I don't know. But I, I went over this past week to wish them well uh, because they were really decent folks. And uh, we need people like that. Not everybody gets to have a commitment for 90 years. Think about it like that. 90. 90. So best uh, to all of the Holfords, and thank you for serving us very well in Kenmore. So I, I hated to see them close, uh, but uh, they said it was time. And that's, uh, that's what happens. We have a natural circle, and I guess that was a very big circle for 90 years, I can tell you that. All right, let's get to the text board. Sandy, the only real crime uh, he committed was not being a Democrat. Well, that's true. If he was a Democrat, he probably wouldn't have got caught for one thing. <laughs> but he did. And so that's that. Now, uh, uh, let's see. What do we got going on? The federals, uh, the federal laws of immigration are the ones that have to be obeyed. You got that? Federal. And the, the, the reason is that, uh, remember, I always remember this, Jan Brewer there was the uh, governor uh, and uh, the governor and uh, Joe Apio uh, was the, uh, the head of the police department. Uh, in, sheriff. In, in, he was a sheriff, right, in, what was it, Arizona? Yeah. Yeah, it was in Arizona. And uh, they were trying to enforce immigration laws. And they actually got sued for enforcing immigration laws. And it went to the court, and the federal court there ruled that even though they're law enforcement people, the immigration laws have to be enforced by the federal officials. 
That's what they ruled. So the, the feds are the ones that had to obey it because they're federal laws. So having that in your back pocket, Mickey Kearns says locally, I'm the county clerk, I am not going to obey the green light law in New York State because it, it, uh, it doesn't follow federal guidelines. Uh, we are not allowed to, to issue driver's licenses to illegal immigrants, plain and simple, okay? And then uh, the first, uh, I think the first and second round, they've, they've kind of lost on this, believe it or not. Uh, but now the feds are getting very serious. The, the feds know it's their laws, it's theirs to enforce. And by the way, on a side note, they ran a crawl, I think it was last night or the night before, probably the night before, uh, on Fox News saying a, a very large portion of the wall has been completed. I know he's asking for more money to finish it, but uh, the wall is being done. And what's happening is because part of the green light law does not allow cooperation to track down uh, illegals. It kind of gives protection there. And now the feds are saying, the, the headline here was Sandra Tan's article in the Buffalo News, uh, a green light law may be a security risk. And the gist of it is because they're not cooperating. Let, let me give you some of what she says. U.S. Homeland Security officials pushing back against the state's green light laws, saying that its restrictive provisions pose a public safety threat and put the, uh, uh, the public and the uh, department's officers and agents in unnecessary danger. That's right. First of all, the thought of not cooperating with different agencies is abhorrent to me. The first time I knew that that was necessary was after 9-11. Remember, they made it a law that, that they could cooperate with each other because I always thought they did. Who knew that they didn't? Uh, not many, probably, unless you're in the system. But uh, I remember George Bush uh, making a mention of that. The New York state law, which took effect this week, grants driver's licenses to immigrants living here uh, illegally. It also blocks, and this is the part, federal agencies from accessing local vehicle registration and driver's license data. So if they're looking, if they're tracking somebody down and they need that information, they can't get it. It's obscene. It really is. Customs and Border Protection officials say that immigration uh, laws hamstrings uh, their officers and agents at the border who encounter travelers trying to enter the United States. Homeland Security officers say the green light laws restrictions jeopardize their investigations involving child predators, human traffickers, and drug smugglers. Now think about that. You know, that's, uh, it's very important that we get a handle on this stuff. Their unannounced changes by the New York Department of Motor Vehicles create significant vulnerabilities for our officers and agents and eliminates their ability to have advanced information on a vehicle and its owner on approach during a vehicle stop uh, or uh, for a driver's license or registration at the port of entry. So as you're pulling up to go through the process, they're already investigating by your license plate, okay? Uh, but uh, some of the stuff they don't have access to. Uh, the agencies will still have access to whatever is available on the agency's database, as well as data information from the FBI's National Crime Information Center, uh, but, um, uh, which makes 
computerized crime information available to all law enforcement agencies nationally. But in some cases where formal authorities from the federal government encounter vehicles and drivers that should be flagged for local law enforcement, the restrictions imposed by the New York State Green Light Law may make it impossible for federal authorities to uh, assist. So what we're saying is the green light law makes it more dangerous for officials and inherently makes it more dangerous for us if all the information isn't shared. Because how do we know that uh, the part of the information that, I- that isn't shared could have saved you from being a victim of a crime? I don't understand why New York State feels more of an obligation to protect illegals than it does to protect the lives of those who are here to protect us. Tell me what the hell that means. I'd like to know, because it doesn't make any sense. We send people out to uh, effectively keep us as safe as they can. Meanwhile, people coming in illegally who may or may not be a problem for us, a big problem for us, as we've seen in California several times, uh, where uh, uh, people were shot in uh, the Kate Steinle case where she was killed, things like that. Why does New York feel an obligation to protect illegals? Because they think sometime down the line, they may actually get to vote for them. That's why. They don't care about the life of the, of the uh, immigration or naturalization people or any of the federal authorities. They don't care about them. They care about illegals. Let's get that straight, so just so you'll know. The information we receive from New York State is vital to our mission. And blocking federal law enforcement officers from accessing it creates a significant threat to both officer and public safety. And uh, Acting Commissioner and Border Protection Commissioner uh, Mark A. Morgan said that. So there it is. Given the state's location along the U.S.-Canadian border and the Buffalo region's international bridges and ports of entry, officials with federal agencies say they're still struggling to grasp how the provisions of the green light law will affect law enforcement activities. So why are we passing laws in Albany that make people trying to get and protect uh, us here make their job harder and in some cases maybe even uh, eventually lethal? Why do we not have a free flow of information? Because we want to protect we want to protect somebody who's, who's trying to get in illegally. Is that why we're trying to do it? Who the hell thinks that's a good idea? Well, the New York legislature does. And the governor does because he signed it gleefully. You know who doesn't? Mickey Kearns. Good for Mickey Kearns. He might be right now a voice in the semi-wilderness, but he shouldn't be. He should be the prevailing voice, and, and he's not. And something's wrong with that. I like your opinion on that. We'll be back with more on News Radio 930 WBN. Uh, yeah, I'm asking, uh, are you glad the federal uh, government's getting involved with some states that have green light laws that don't allow participation with the federal government trying to, in, uh, trying to just uh, do what their federal law says regarding illegal immigration? I think anytime we do things that hinder law enforcement, we should undo them in a hurry. What's more important to us, having people who are pledged to save our lives wearing a badge here illegally or to protect those who are getting into the country illegally? 
I mean, that's a no-brainer. I, I can't believe I even asked it as a question like that. All right, let's go to uh, Fred in New Mexico. Fred, you're on WBEN. Good morning. Hello there, Fred. Um, you know, I, I can't believe New York is this stupid. I can't either, and I'm here. That's, that's how many – that's the reason I, – I, that's the kind of thing that happens too often there, and too many people are leaving because of it. Yeah, I, I wish somebody would say, why, why are you protecting people who are here illegally and putting officers' lives at risk? Why are you doing it? I'd like to know. I mean, it's just so hard to understand. I don't know what to say about it. They have no shame. First of all, you can't, you can't use shame as a tool against them. They don't care. They're willing to wait because they know eventually these will turn into votes. They have uh, more, more, uh, more uh, what's, what is it I'm looking for? Uh, they have more patience than we do. They, they want, they'll wait for those votes, but that's the reason they're there. That's why they're doing it then, is to hope, uh, to hope they're going to get more uh, votes. Yeah, if, the, when, if and when they turn into uh, being able to vote, you still luckily have to be a citizen. But when they do, they're going to vote Democrat. Not much question about that. And they're willing to wait for it. But what I don't like about that is that's not to be applauded when it endangers law enforcement. Well, I, I don't understand why you say that um, they're going to vote Democrat. Well, very simple. Because they, believe me, they know who did what. And if you suddenly made it easier for them and their relatives to be here uh, during this period to eventually end up uh, as, a, uh, as, as somebody who has the right to vote here, as a citizen, yeah. you were responsible for it. They're going to remember that it was the Democratic Party that, uh, that passed these kind of laws. Otherwise, you might not even be in the country. Well, yeah, I see what you're getting at there. Yeah, I mean— it's one thing to say, let's help out people as best we can, and I agree with that. But when we put law enforcement in, in danger, and they are when they can't get all the information they need. I mean, you could have anybody coming in and uh, that information not available to law enforcement. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, did, I did hear a, a few um, uh, or read a couple of uh, uh, articles on how much more um, uh, dangerous many of these guys are. Oh yeah, don't don't make the mistaken impression they're all holding babies and uh, and doing their lawn. No, a lot of these guys are dangerous. Plus, the other side that we don't even uh, address usually, we don't know what they're bringing in. Immigration laws used to say that you had to have a health checkup. You could even uh, be set aside until whatever you have clears. Uh, but that's all, all missing. It's all gone. They don't really care. I'm really surprised law enforcement isn't getting in the face of the legislators saying, what the hell are you doing? But now to see the feds getting involved with this, it's about time they are most welcome. Yeah, they better put some pressure on these guys. Hey, I mean, you, you mentioned the what they're bringing in, and uh, that was another complaint that a uh, number of them uh, down in the that came in down in the south here um, are are infected with all kinds of things that we had not 
had problems with for years, decades. In the old, day, old days, they used to quarantine them. I don't know if they still do, if they didn't pass the health exam. Yeah. Let alone they needed a sponsor and they needed a job. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, those are not uh, what's going on today, I can tell you. Hey, thanks, uh, Fred. Thank you uh, very much. Let's go to, oh, St. Mary is on the line from Lancaster. You're on WBEN. Oh, good morning, Sandy. I'm glad you didn't say St. Mary because my uh, my husband <laughs> doesn't really appreciate that term, St. Mary. Oh, well, I won't mention that. I just, that was a, meant to be a compliment. No, no, I know, but uh, actually, if you call me contrary Mary, because <laughs> that's what I, I really, you know, believe in. Okay, well, I, I, I promise I won't call you St. Mary anymore. Thank you very much. Okay. But now, seriously, uh, all these calls are talking about the why New York, you know, allows this. And, and nobody, if, if people would, you were talking about being observant, why don't New Yorkers observe uh, how our governor treats our law enforcement? You know, these states that people are going to, like Texas and, and down south and everything, these people are strong on law enforcement, and look how prosperous those states are because those people believe in their citizens. They protect their citizens. New York is welcoming, you know, illegals and handing out all kinds of goodies. But if people in New York should just wake up and be observant, where is that money coming from? You are paying for You, the taxpayer, are paying for all this stuff. People complain about you know, the the high cost of health care. But why is that? Because they're promising health care coverage and, and all this free... It to- they stand on the steps of their capitals and say, come aboard. I remember the mayor of New York saying when they had problems right. in other states, saying, you're welcome here. And one of them even said, we have a better health plan. Exactly. And even like uh, Bernie and all these people that are for the environment and everything else, why don't... New Yorkers, be what you said, be observant and look at what they're advocating, what they back. They want your money. They want to take your money. They're asking more out of taxes from you, and you are just falling back. And, and this is something that I really get annoyed with when people say, what are you going to do? They, you know, what are you going to do? You, can't you can fight it. Just- of course you can fight it, but you've got to get off your duff and do it. Thank you, Mary. Notice I call you Mary. Yeah. From, from Lancaster. Thanks. Look forward to your next call. We'll be back after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. And we are back with Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach. Don't forget, if you need any information on the trips that uh, Danny Neverth and I take, uh, we've got uh, Russia as our next trip, and then Alaska, and then Australia. So uh, you call 1-844-688-7477. Mr. Joseph Beamer, young star, what do you have for us today? Yes, Sandy, I'm sorry. Uh, on Facebook, we have a, uh, to the green light. It's funny, we were told the green light would make us all safer, but now people from outside New York State comment on it, and we find out it's actually dangerous, and that is from Mark. Yeah, it is dangerous, and uh, now we're hearing the officials. The headline on the article in the Buffalo News by Sandra Tan says, Green light law may be security risk, feds warn. Yeah, the feds are getting involved, finally. It's about time. It's their law, uh, which is our law. It should supersede any, any uh, uh, state law, and the state doesn't care. The state of New York doesn't care about law enforcement. They care about future votes. That's all they care about. You can forget it if you think you're important. Uh, they might care about the law enforcement that surrounds Cuomo every time he shows up, but basically doesn't care about uh, everybody else. Uh, so I think that the uh, federal uh, officials, it's about time they uh, got here. I'm glad they're here, and let's hope that that, uh, that security uh, problem disappears. One more, please. Yes, we will go to Mike, who's a top fan on Facebook, and says, of course the feds will state the truth, but as long as we're in New York, green light will be the law. Yeah, well, let's hope that feds uh, go to court and uh, get everything done that has to be done or change, get the law changed. Let's go to Dan in West Seneca. It's Dan, you're the man on WBEN. Hey, good morning. And, and two great topics today. And, and if I could, I'd like to just touch on, on both of them. And, and I'll tell you, hang on to your, your rally, your chair there, because, Sandy, I think this is like the third time in a row you and I are in 100% agreement. I am holding on. Yes, go ahead. On both topics. As far as the green light, uh, I'm a law and order kind of guy. Uh, and, and I am a Democrat, and I'm a little old-fashioned. Um, uh, the law is the law for everybody from top to bottom. 
So when legislators enact a law that is in defiance of current law, um, I, I really don't understand the mechanics of what they're trying to do. They're, they're there to uh, make society a safer, better place to live. And in and, and two instances, and it's not just New York, but all the criticism to the green light law could be applied to the marijuana laws uh, that legalized marijuana in many states in the name of profit, but were in direct contradiction to federal law. And this is the United States of America, and the federal government is there for, for a reason. And I am happy they are finally flexing their muscle, and I hope that they extend it to the marijuana laws so that in all 50 states uh, that are covered by the Constitution of the United States, by the way, we are on the same page. Yeah, when the, when the federal court ruled that it's up to the federal government to enforce immigration, as they did in Arizona, that's, uh, that's when the ruling came, how can they just thumb their nose at it in New York? Well, I, I'm in 100% agreement, but I'm going to have to fault the federal government for being weak. Uh, they did not uh, take a stand on the marijuana laws, and, and they're a little late in the game taking a stand here, but better late than never. Uh, they, should, uh, they should flex their muscle. They should show their power. Uh, we should have the, the debate uh, whether state rights trump federal law, or is it the other way around? And we all need to get on the, the, the same page. And I do think that we need to be cognizant uh, of the potential for terrorism, of the fact that not, not all Mexicans are bad or, or, or okay, but uh, a legal alien, uh, it's two words, and the first one says illegal, which means that just by being here, they are in defiance of current law. And alien means that they're not familiar with our culture. They're not familiar with our laws. Uh, therefore, uh, if I give them the benefit of the doubt, their lack of knowledge puts them in defiance of our law. And if I went to their country, would they not want me to respect their law? When, when in Rome, you do like the Romans, and this is not Mexico, so therefore they need to follow our law. Yeah, even the thought of uh, driver's licenses, even at that level, if they don't uh, if they don't speak English, that's one thing. If they can't read the traffic signs, that's another thing. Uh, there's all kinds of problems, and it seems like the state is so happy to have people here. Keep in mind, next year they're going to take the census, and the census declares that every person that's here, legal or illegal, gets counted. So maybe they're very happy to have them here, even though they're illegal, because they might gain more seats in the House. I, I, I hope it's not that superficial. I would hope that our, our public servants are trying to serve the public. Can I make a quick remark on Mr. Collins? Sure. I'd hope I'm, uh, I'm Brad Pitt, too, but I'm not, and we have to take <laughs> the reality of that. <laughs> um, on Mr. Collins, uh, I'm going to go back a little bit. Uh, there was a Mr. Bernie Madoff, and everybody thought that he, he just had the gold finger and everything he touched made everybody money, and it turned out to be a falsehood, and he was a fraud. And financial crimes are not victimless. Um, you might not see somebody walking around with their arm cut off, uh, but certainly if you were like me and you were of retirement age and you depended on your pension, that was part of your portfolio, and somebody's financial crime wiped out all of those assets, um, 
it is a crime, and and you can become too old to recoup that type of loss. Um, and then we had the Reguses. Yeah, they would have stayed a private company. Would have been all right. They they would have been just fine. They elected to go public. They sold shares, which raised revenue, which was not theirs, and and they treated it like it was theirs. So, um, if Mr. Regas and his sons could go to jail for their financial crimes, and Mr. Madoff is still in jail, I don't see how Mr. Collins' attorneys could even justify saying that he should not serve any jail time unless we have a ruling class that has a different set of laws than everybody else, which I don't believe we do. I can still read the map, and it says the United States of America. Well, you're correct, and it's even worse with Collins because he's an elected public official. The other two were, were not. And so it makes it even worse. Hey, thanks, Dan. We're on agreement today. It's a happy day for me. Appreciate it. Let's go to the break, okay? We'll take a, a short break and be back with more on News Radio 930 WBEN. Let's go to Bill in Eden. Bill, you're on WBEN. Hey, Sandy. Uh, I just wanted to say thank God for someone like Mickey Kearns who wants to stand up for us like he did. He changed over from the Democrat Party to the Republican Party, and he was a Democrat kind of like the kind that Jimmy Griffin was, and Jimmy was a good guy. Remember that Jimmy even ran for president because he didn't like what was going on with people like the Clinton. I love Jimmy Griffin. He was one of my all-time heroes. Yeah, remember that slogan, Gimme Jimmy. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. So what's on your mind regarding the Federals? Are you glad they're kind of getting more involved with this and get things straightened out? I think that's a good idea, Sandy. I think we need to have um, the federal immigration law, um, the people taking a look at what's going on in New York State. We've got someone like Governor Cuomo who hasn't been treating us all very well. In fact, he's treated New York so badly that even the snow left. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, good line. I like that. But it's not going to Florida, I can tell you. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, no, I mean, um, I think... You're wondering, why are they doing things like this? Why do they want to give licenses to illegal people that are called undocumented? And the whole situation for that is you want to destabilize the state in such a way that there's kind of chaos and the police can't do their job, and then the governor can say, like, well, I'm here to help. You know, I'm just going to stay in power, and I'll take care of the situation. Just keep voting for me. Well, I think the long-term gain, too, is the census for next year. Uh, you know, the reason the numbers read the way they do with people leaving the state is that they balance them with people coming in. And if the people coming in are illegals, that's not a balance I want. Uh, and that, so they're hoping to get the warm bodies in here to count for the census because the more bodies you have, the more reps you have in the House of Representatives. And the other is eventually if this charade gets down to it, uh, they, uh, they may eventually get the right to vote. And if so, guess what party they're going to vote for? This is politics and politics alone. Exactly. Didn't Mickey Kern say that there was some indication that they were people trying to already register to vote? Yeah, I think so. I think I, I, he did not discuss it on my show, but I think I did hear about that. Thank God he's uh, staying the course. Uh, the first two rounds have gone to the government, but I think with the feds getting involved, it might get more serious. Yeah, and with this bail so-called reform thing, that's not that good either. I mean, people could come in, do all kinds of things, um, and then just jump over Roxham Road into Canada and get taken care of nicely in Canada. Yeah, you be, you you know, you don't know who's coming in. Now, we're so happy uh, when the uh, uh, the general from Iran, the terrorist, 
uh, got taken out. We're so happy about that. Yet on the other side, illegals coming in, we have no idea who's coming in. We have no checks and balances like we used to have. And now that we're not getting cooperation from the state in with the federal authorities, it makes it an even wider chance that we might be allowing people in who could do us real, real harm. Thank you for calling, Bill. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, we're so happy to get that one terrorist taken out. He's not going to show up for a driver's license anytime soon. Can't get a fingerprint from him. Uh, but the bottom line is... Uh, who do we know is coming in right now, as we speak, right now? We don't know. We have no idea. And I guess uh, Governor Cuomo is okay with that. I'm not okay with it. I bet you're not okay with it either. But that's what we got. That's what we got. The cheesy government we have now. It's amazing. That's right. It drives me absolutely crazy that this fool has been elected as our governor and reelected, and he wants to run again. And he's never even challenged. I mean, no, uh, nobody's posed a real challenge to him. He just sits there knowing New York City's going to come to uh, uh, come to vote, and as long as they do, he can stay in here as long as he wants. And that's all he needs. Uh, so I'm just hoping that the, the federal government steps in and says, look, our uh, law prevails. Uh, if we have to go to federal court, we will. But what I don't understand is that was a federal ruling in uh, a couple of years ago in Arizona that said that the locals could not do, they couldn't process the laws regarding immigration. That had to be done by the federal. And yet we have the exact opposite here. We have the exact opposite. The green, law, uh, the, uh, green light law is a... Uh, is a state law. It's not a federal law. Immigration uh, applies as best we know. We're still part of the United States of America. So I'm thinking uh, I would be very happy to see them get involved. Usually I'm not to see the uh, federal government get any more involved than they already are in our lives. But I think in this case, it could be a life and death uh, situation. I don't think I'm exaggerating. In this time uh, where somebody comes in, we don't know who it is. We don't have any check. They come from a, a country that there's no records kept. How do we know they're not a bomb thrower? And I'm not, I'm not trying to use scare tactics. I'm just using realistic terms. And just on the practical side of it, California. You want us to turn into California? I don't think so. One of our trips was in California, and, and one of the days uh, was an entire day a motor trip on, on L.A. I have never been so disappointed in L.A. Now, I used to go to L.A. occasionally when I worked for NBC uh, and uh, used to go to L.A. for meetings and conferences and things. And you should see the way it looks now, the city. Uh, it, it does not look good. I can tell you that. And apparently San Francisco has the same problem. But San Francisco knows that they rely enough on tourists where they actually had to clean human waste out of the street. And I understand that there's some, you can get some maps as to what areas to avoid if you don't want to step in it. I mean, we've gotten to that. We've gotten to, if we're a third world country, that's a step up from where we are now. Uh, it's, it's disgusting. Uh, on that trip, I wanted to, uh, I made that part of our trip because I, I, I uh, loved working in San Francisco. And we're going to do all the cities in San Francisco, that, that, all the major cities. 
and I was disappointed in the look of L.A. by a lot. So is this what we want? We want to adopt that. We're going to use L.A. as our model. We're going to use California as our model. Is that the way it's going to be? For Keep us? voting for Democrats. Yeah, and that's that's exactly the commonality that we have. So uh, I think the federal government wanting to come in here uh, is a good idea. They should, and it should be soon before we turn into California. Our governor thinks it's a good idea, but most of our people uh, don't. Our governor's a fool. Yeah. He, he truly, it just annoys me. Every day I wonder why I'm in this state. I mean, I was, I was here before, but I've worked in 11 states, and this by far is the worst, worst governed state I've lived in, by far. And I've lived in some uh, pretty good states. You see a lot of people are posting or have been posting for Don Jr. to take residence and let him uh, have him run against Cuomo. That would be interesting, wouldn't That'd it? That would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun to watch. And he's a good interview. I know that. Well, I don't, he's fantastic. I don't know the rest of his qualifications, but if he's a chip off the old billionaire block and he can talk the way he can talk, and handle himself the way he can handle himself. I mean, I've seen him go on The View and those uh, those places that are usually interview suicide and handle himself very well. Can you imagine him debating uh, Cuomo? Or, or yeah, or or Whoopi. <laughs> I, I want I want to see him and Whoopi. That uh, that would be a, a golden moment. This clock, you know, the, I have two clocks here, and they have different times by a minute. What do I do? Just split it and just... uh, There, that's good. That's very good. You know what I have? I have the cash code word, 72881. Send the word STORM, S-T-O-R-M, and you might win to that number, 72881, and you might win $1,000 in cash. The Sandy Beach WBEN studio rings out in support of those who rang the Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center victory bell today in celebration of a victory, large or small. Elvis has left the building. Oh, I wish we never had to leave the beach. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.